Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about being conservatively aggressive. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting in this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's an easy-to-follow video format. It's got all the contracts, scripts, and forms that we use in our daily business and Everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. It's Friday. We should be twisting grips right now. Yeah. Something's going to have to go horribly wrong for it not to happen. I know, right? By the time this show drops, we'll be on the dirt. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean we start well, it'll be ten o'clock, yeah. So is there an hour behind us? So we'll be we'll be getting out of Denver or out of Lone Tree, headed towards Steamboat Springs. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm ready to see some of these glacier lakes that you've just seen in pictures. Like I want to be in some of these picturesque areas just just enjoying just mother nature and its beauty. Yeah. You know, I was meant to bring this up the other day. I was looking at Taylor's our friend Taylor kind of put out a list for all of us to stuff to have because he's done the trip. But he had like camping chair, canned fish, headlamp. And I'm saying, aren't we staying in hotels? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the headlamp is, is in the event that we get stuck out for a bike problem and it's dark. Oh, you have that yeah. camping chairs. When he's talking camping chair, he's talking this little bitty portable one. That's like a stool almost. Mm. And you can throw it in your bag and you have somebody say, if we take a break and have your snack and those are snacks for lunch. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can stop at the gas station and grab some shit to go to make sure we're not. Well, I was thinking about, I was thinking, well, I guess he's, that does make sense. We do need lunch. What can I take? You know, I was thinking bread, peanut butter, mm-hmm. trail mix. Well, I'm not taking five cans of tuna. <laughs> well, he needs, so he's got a jet boil. You know oh, yeah. That? So that was on his list too. Yeah, yeah. So what he'll do is he'll heat up rice or ramen and that boil. So you put water in it, it boils it up. Then you pour that cup in there and you'll have like hot ramen. But what he does is he'll mix that, those little tuna or those chicken mm-hmm. or can packets in that to rice and you have instant like hot meal. I get it. I get it. But I was, it just sounded like, man, I guess we're camping. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Not camping. We're staying in hotels. <laughs> staying yeah. in hotels. He told the guide to give us places that have hotel close to something that we can grab a beer and dinner and relax. Sounds awesome. Yep. It's going to be great. I, I, I'm, I have not been on a true vacation okay. in, in a while. I, I honestly couldn't even tell you. Because every trip I go to is just like to a friend's house and we crash and hang out. It's not like an actual like go to do something. Go to do something. Oh no, it. I take that BSR, but that wouldn't. That wasn't really a true vacation. Yeah, man. yeah. Did you uh, you got a passport? Is it still good? I, I, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if it's still good. I have one. We need, to, we need to look at that. I think we need to go to Mexico here pretty quickly. You love Mexico? I love it. I'll just go I'll get just to, go the to beach. Tulum. That's where I want to go. Or so many like Instagram thoughts down there. I'm sure I can hook you up with somebody. Right. Maybe Thailand. Let's go check Thailand now. Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Are we allowed to go to Thailand right now? I don't know. Go wherever we want. We well, we used to be able to. We got your money. We'll take the private jet. <laughs> well, no, it's not about the money. It's about the countries letting Americans in. Yes, yeah, take the take the PJ. We'll just fly into. Fly in. Yeah, we're gonna just stop us when we get there. I mean, they're gonna shoot us down. They can't shoot a. They can't shoot Americans down. <laughs> yeah. Just tell us you can't land and you can't get no fuel and then you crash in the ocean. <laughs> That's probably what they would do. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they're not. That right there is yeah. just like leading right into today's show, being conservatively aggressive. We just do what we want. We just manage the risk on the front side. Okay. 
I like it. Okay. Okay. I think I'm glad you like that. That maybe it's just because of the election going on and people conservative, you know, all over the place. It's the word conservative been stuck in my head. And then I've started thinking about from where we started, you know, 16, 2016 to now, what we've done is we've gotten a lot, got a lot more risk tolerant because of the amount of money we've done, but we've reduced the amount of risk on what we do on the backside or on the front side. So meaning we're not going out and trading paper on stuff that we're not 100% sure has clean title. Like we make sure clean title, guaranteed access. And so we're really conservative on what we actually bring in with our front checks. But we're extremely aggressive in like the amount of mail that we'll send to get those deals, the amount of money we'll spend on the marketing, the, the things that we know to take place to make that profit back. And so it's kind of an oxymoron in a way. It's like, oh, yeah, you're conservative, but you're aggressive at it. No, we, we're conservative in what we buy, but we're aggressive in how we get to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're saying, like sending out close to 60,000 pieces of mail. Yeah. Right. That's pretty aggressive, but we knew what we were doing before we jumped out there and did that. Yeah, 198 counters and yeses and we tried to bring 15 in to title, and I think we're going to end up with, what, six maybe closing? Seven, six, six or seven, yeah, depending on it. Yeah. But, you know, it's more money out of those six or seven than most people will make in two, three years. <laughs> Five years for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So. yeah, you know, I was thinking about the other day because I saw some land investor talking about how they've done in just this year alone, right? We're eight or nine months into this year, and they've done hundreds, like a high number of hundreds of deals. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. you can't have that many good, solid one, like, perfect road access to everything, mm-hmm. clear tile. Like, you just couldn't do that. You're churning paper on on product that's probably not a super good asset. Yeah. But whatever, if, I guess if we're making money and you can handle that risk. Yeah, and that's and that's a good point. You know, do are you risk tolerant enough to, do you have the belly for it to where you'll sit there and say, hey, I know this is two track in a desert and I'm buying it for a hundred bucks an acre and I know that I'm going to sell it to some person off Facebook for $300 an acre. Am I okay with that? And can I live with that? And just, I just, do I do a hundred of them and I know that 10 of them are going to come back on terms or 50 of them are going to come back and I'm just going to resell them and just keep making that hundred down a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really want to do that anymore. Yeah, it used to be your jam. That, that was like the jam for you. Yeah. But now I think cause we have such more capital, like I never wanted to do anything on loans. Mm-hmm. Right. But now I can afford to make payment for years if I had to. Yeah. And so let's like take project one, for example, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have any of our, for the most part, don't have any actual cash. We, in we it. have 35,000 cash into it yeah. for, for marketing material, not actually into the property. Yeah. And then the amount of money coming back, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's great. It's, it just changed things for me. It does. It, it's, a, it's a slippery slope though with leverage. I, I still want to believe that because I don't want to go so leveraged to the hilt to where it's, you know, you, you're really worried about it. But at the same time, it, when it works quickly, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, I would still, me being aggressive with lending is still probably half of what a, yeah. a somewhat normal person would do. You know, yeah. I still, I'm still have, I'm not going crazy because I'm still, I'm definitely never going broke. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just changed things. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that it, it opens up some more doors. And I, I had a guy that called me and he's wanting me to look at some of his notes. And I was like, well, it sounds like you'll have good cash flow. You have good month, uh, you get a decent amount of money. And I was talking to him about seasoning their own notes. And like, well, what does that mean? I was like, go get an unsecured loan. Make sure the cash flow covers what you have. You got all your money back out, and you're not selling to me 40 cents on a dollar. And he's like, okay, I'm going to send you a list. I said, you're not going to send the list. He's like, yeah, he didn't send the list. List of? His properties he wanted me to buy the notes on. Oh, because, Wait, you, he, because you had told him yeah, about that. I mean, nice. it, yeah, so you know, leverage can't work, but sometimes you got to think about what you're doing short-term and long-term, what's your business worth, and how all that plays into it. 
So, I mean, it's kind of a little bit of segue off of what I thought the topic would be about because, you know, it really sparked an interest to me when I had a guy that we were funding a deal for and they we, we thought we had a road to a property. Title couldn't find an easement, couldn't find anything, and we're, you know, a mile off the main road. And like I told him, I said, we have a buy. He already had a buyer lined up for it. And he's, how do we guarantee that guy gets the property? He's like, we can't. He's like, let's just tell him we can't buy it because it can't guarantee access. And I was like, that's exactly the way I want to do it. I mean, it's a $12,000 gamble. Could uh, you try and double close it? Could guy it wanted, no, the guy wanted to own or finance. Oh. So we had, it was like, the term was going to be like 7500 down, 450 a month for nine years. And uh, we were in the property for twelve five. Mm. So it was huh. thirty four. I think was the purchase price plus ten percent interest over, you know, whatever his purchase price. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. So it would have been a good deal, but do you do you want that risk tolerance and of having that? Yeah, because what if you get stuck with it and then you? I guess he's almost paid it off. Yeah, so. but what if he sues you and says, that, "Hey, <laughs> you didn't you you said I had access. Yeah. I have access." I worry about that too because when we sell things, because the buyer is always asking us questions. Mm-hmm. Hey, does it have? access what's the restrictions can i do this can i do that i'm just telling them what i know yeah right and what what if turns out sometimes you're wrong and yeah they come back to you but, I, but I, you can't tell the buyer every time go go check the county do your own due diligence yeah, go do your own due diligence well, what about this go check yourself yeah you know it's there's there's a there's a fine line there and i had i actually had a guy that tried to get he was using a lot of legal jargon he was telling me his attorney's telling him everything needs to be in writing blah 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 i said look man I'll give you your money back right now. Just tell me. That's what you want. Sign this release. I'll give you all your cash back. You can walk away. I have a 60-day guarantee anyways. You're 65 days into it. Let's just make it easy. I'll resell the property. I said, but the ad said this. Here's the GPS location. Just because you saw a tree in a picture that you thought looked pretty and you thought you found the same one when you walked out and you're actually on a neighbor's property, it was one picture out of 20 pictures in that thing. Mm -hmm. And he sent his payments. Keep sending his payments. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's one of our properties supposedly has rural water on it, mm-hmm. right? and I tell everyone that. Well, that's how we're advertising, got rural water. Yeah. When they call, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we leased the property to the sheriff, who also runs the water department, and he told <laughs> us that there's water at the road. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to say, oh, we've got it tapped, there's a meter, right? I'd yeah. Say, this guy knows the property. He runs the water department. <laughs> yeah. He said there's water there. Yeah. There's also a well there, Yeah. according to him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, i never seen it. Well, I- don't you own it? Yeah, but I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> just because I own the property don't mean I enjoy the property. Yeah. So what did one guy tell you? How did, He told you you lived in a rough neighborhood and he didn't know how you could afford that property? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I love it. Which is so odd because I had his home address because he lived in the same city. He lives in Fort Worth. Uh-huh. I, so obviously I look his home. I know the address. I know the area. Uh-huh. Okay, let's just say <laughs> I think he's a little confused. <laughs> where you carry, huh? Yeah. You, you carry a gun. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to his head. Yeah. Oh, well. well, let's not get too weird because I've been ending the shows weird this week. Let's let them go off on a good Friday. Please say a prayer for us because we are out in the mountains over the next few days. We'll be back back in the offices on Tuesday. So if you did try to book something with Plum or Casual Fridays Consulting, you are not going to find us from Thursday to, which would be yesterday, through Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. So we're getting a little time out, but you will still hear some podcasts. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's it then. It's Friday. hope you have a great day. As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you listen to us. Like, rate, review, subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Monday. See you guys.